Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line. Of course, we're presented by BetMGM. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the sports betting network, and we do have breaking news. Ironically enough, so we talked about Denver hosting the Colts on Thursday night coming up in a few days here, and Michael said it's going to be tough for Denver because. That game in Vegas was so physical. Well, we have breaking news. Their leading rusher and second leading receiver, running back Javante Williams for the Broncos, tore his ACL. He is done for the year, Michael Lombardi. God, I hate that. I hate hearing that. I mean, I love this player. I think he's sensational. I mean, he runs. He's a weapon at 200 and some pounds. I mean, he's not a little guy either. I just, this is a hard one for me. I love him. I think he's really good and you know, you know, just 47 attempts this year and, you know, 22, 16 receptions. I mean, it to me, it's a shame. And this, unfortunately, it's one of the perils of the game. Now they've got to, they got to pop up uh, Melvin Gordon, even though he's had four fumbles in three games or four games that he's played. And they're going to have to get him going, see if they get something out of Mike Boone. But this, this is, this is going to take a little bit of the steam out of the Denver offense to me. Second leading receiver, he's got five more catches than Jerry Judy, Javante Williams. He's averaging 4-3, a pop on the ground. Melvin Gordon just 3-8 on the ground. So they lose their best runner and a very good receiver coming out of the backfield. I mean, that's just massive. This chart, that's a yeah, massive, it, massive miss for the Broncos here. It is, and, you know, they can't overcome it. I mean, yesterday I think what we saw, too, in that game, uh, when we were watching that game, I think you see Denver's just having a hard time. I mean, Denver just – I don't. I think it's this whole mentality of training camp. They're just not finely tuned. Too many penalties. You know, they have too many penalties. And I, I you know, especially when you look at, you know, my man Bowles. He was. He, I, did we call it? He was going to have one yesterday. I mean, seriously, it's just like counting. You can count on it, right? Well, at least they got a head coach that's a vet that can steer the ship the rest of the way. You know, it's funny I yesterday. Kid. I did you. I don't know if you noticed this, and we'll get to we'll get to New England and Green Bay in a second. But did you notice the that okay? So it was under two minutes, and the Raiders have the ball, and it's an onside kick game, and the probability of winning is like maybe a half a percent at this point, right? And so they run the ball on first down, and 
and they get called for holding. So they go to the camera angle, and the referee's standing next to Hackett. I don't know if you noticed this, but Hackett's telling the referee, we'll decline the penalty. And the referee's looking at him, you sure you want to decline this? Yeah, Because it would I move him that. back 10 yards, yeah, you know? I saw that. And I, I get where, where – and, and Hackett was not – it wasn't Hackett telling him. It was Jerry Rosberg up in the bottom. You could see he was directly repeating what he said to him. Like, because Rosberg's sitting there saying, if we – we literally got a timeout because of the stop of the play. And so now if we stop them the next two plays, they got to make a decision on fourth down. So, you know, but my point was the referee was wondering, like, why aren't you taking it? Now, you go back to – the problem is – if you stop them on fourth down, they could kick it. It's a, the field goal becomes a lot easier. So it, it becomes a little bit of a problem. I thought that was fascinating. I, here's what I think would be fascinating, to have a tape of the Broncos brass interviewing Hackett about football theory when they mm-hmm. decided to hire him. Because one thing we do know is a co-sign from Aaron Rodgers, it means a lot in the NFL because that's essentially what got him the job, right? I mean, this well, is... I'm, yeah, I mean, look, if, if, you're, a, if you're a Bronco fan... Right. And so how do you about what we talked about yesterday? We talked about starting the second half with a new game plan, adjusting. What are they doing? What's our first play coming out of halftime? What do we want to run? And we saw the Saints, Pete Carmichael, boom, 25 yard game, right? The first play, right? Did it. We also see this in the in the first quarter of games, right? We talked all about Washington going into the to Dallas game. They had 14 possessions in the first half the last two weeks, 12 punts and two turnovers. They did the same thing again yesterday. Well, the Broncos, they've scored 13 points in the first quarter this year, and they've scored two in the third. There's something missing here. Not only does Broncos running back, this is Rappaport, Javante Williams have a torn ACL, but the MRI revealed a torn LCL, posterior lateral corner, so it's a significant injury and a long road back for the running back. Yeah, you hate to see it. Javante oh, Williams God, out for it. the year, running back there with the Broncos. And the Broncos' quick turnaround on Thursday, they host the Colts. So that stinks. It's kind of a bummer. Horrible. It really is. It really I feel is. so badly for it. That's the, you know, I mean, look, I, and Denver, look, I, I, I was, we were just talking about this. I mean, the numbers for Russell look a lot better than the actual was the game, right? Like, I, I don't think – I think Josh McDaniels called a really good game. I thought he did a great job of coaching the game like a head coach and limited Russell's at-bats. And Russell didn't help himself by being 3 of 11 on third down either. You know, and so that that became a little bit of a problem. But after four weeks, right? So after four weeks, Russell's run the ball for 51 yards. So he's going to be over his 183 if he keeps it going, but not by much. Yeah. He doesn't look like the same player to me. I don't know about you, but I was watching him in that game, no, and it no. just you keep you keep on reminding yourself that they just extended him to the age of forty. He's not yeah, the same player as Tom Brady. You're not extending Tom Brady to play till forty-five. He's not the same type of player. He doesn't have that pocket presence, and he's not. He's just not the same player he was three, four years ago in Seattle. No, he's not. And unfortunately, you know, they're going to have to go with that. I mean, and they've got now they've just lost one of their weapons, and we know Judy and Hamler and Sutton. You know, they lost Beverly earlier in the season, too, to an injury. So, you know, it's just – it's it's you know, it, that's the thing that makes this so difficult in the NFL. When you have really good skill players and you can't stay healthy, right, then all of a sudden you, you start to go down a level. 
not you know where that's where the Packers are facing it. I mean, is it Rodgers that bad, or is it the receivers around them that bad? But I think Denver's case is they're going to have to keep a lot of skill around them because I don't think Russell's going to be able to make plays unless the skill makes plays. And then the other thing with Denver, and I keep saying this, I mean, you know, they had another 50 yards and penalties. I mean, Bowles had, what, two holding calls in that game? I mean, Max Crosby dominated the game. Now, I know he was going against the third-best right tackle in all of football. I get that. I get that, you know. But Max Crosby, was they he couldn't block him. Crosby's, he is great. He really is. He really he is. is. He's a he really is. He, he's a tremendous player. Uh, New England, Green Bay. There's lots to unpack here. We'll start with Green Bay, and then we'll get to New England when we come back. This number closed nine and a half. You said it just doesn't make sense. You were on the Patriots. Congrats. You do cash. 27-24 overtime win for Green Bay. New England had every right to win this game yesterday. Of course, Hoyer goes down. Zappy is in. No Mac Jones. Let's start with Green Bay. And I'm going to play a clip for you, and we'll come back and react to what Aaron Rodgers has to say about the sustainability winning this way. So this way of winning, I don't think it's sustainable because it's just puts too much pressure on our defense. And and uh, obviously, I got to play better and will play better. But the second half is is our kind of football where we're mixing it up, we're throwing the ball outside the numbers. Obviously, we ran the ball, controlled the line of scrimmage really well. But we got to play better in all three phases. Packers are three and one. Is the way they're winning sustainable? No, we know that it's not. It's not. And look, they. Uh, I, I think you give the Packer defense credit because the Patriots get the ball at their own forty-nine in the overtime. That that's they got to win the game there. They got to win the game there. And and you know once they punted back there, you kind of felt like Green Bay was going to get it in field goal range. The, the, they were playing a lot. I thought the Patriots did a great job of trying to manage the game. They just couldn't get enough completed passes. I mean, Zappi had 10 completed passes in the game, but when Hoyer left in the first quarter, he had five. Now, he only threw for 37 yards, but he had five of them, right? So they only threw for a buck 36. Again, there's, this is a game where 15 completions. You're not beating anybody with 15 completions. You're really not. And so that, that's what happened. And look, but the Patriots went back to Patriot football. See, I think the problem with that line was, and I said it on Sunday and I said it all during the week, the adjustment from Mac Jones to Hoyer was way too much. Mac Jones wasn't playing good. Like that's, that line should have been five and a half, six, the most. Now you could consider it. At nine and a half, it was a take all the way for Green, uh, take all the way for New England. Weird game for Rodgers and the Packers. Um, you know, just four completed passes in the first half for 44 yards. He had a pick. It's just, and then he had the drop in the end zone from the rookie. It, it, there's, it seems like they're still finding their way. I guess if there's a bright side to what the Packers have going on is they're trying to figure out who they are offensively, and they're three and one. Yeah, I, I mean, look, they're finding ways to win while they're finding ways who they are offensively. I think and their two best players are carrying them. I mean, they're different than the Cowboys, but they're similar to the Cowboys in what they're trying to get accomplished. So I, I think to me, you know, the more you can keep winning – while you're not playing your best, gives you a kind of a great way to move forward. You know, we'll see what happens as they go down. I got a feeling they're going to have to play better offensively. But right now, especially in the first half, New England controlled the game. I think Aaron's right. New England controlled the game. They were able to get things going in the second half. But, I mean, New England had their chances. And I think if, you know, if Hoyer maybe plays the whole game, they're going to win. Wait, they're in, Lo- they're in London next week, aren't they? Giants. Yeah, they play the they play the Giants. Yeah, that's right. 
That's right. So we've got that for you live here in game on the Lombardi line on Sunday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, when the Giants and Green Bay play in London. You want to take a stab at the number? That's a hard. I would say six at least. I think you're going to be a little shocked. Most shops are sitting seven and a half, eight. So we've gone through the key number of seven. The Green Bay Packers. Well, first of all, First of all, Daniel Jones' ankle, Tyrod Taylor's concussion. Are we sure who's playing quarterback? Look, here's the thing. It, it, this is the perfect in-game betting, and we'll be, we'll be able to give it to you while we're there, is if once the, once the Giants get behind by 10 points in the first quarter, they, they got, they're not coming back from that. Interesting. Open seven. I got a shop showing a nine with Green Bay laying it. Giants, Packers, London, and the Lombardi line coming up on Sunday. Coming up next, I want to take a look at the Patriots side, and then let's get back to the quarterbacks because Pritch is going to join. I want to talk about who should be sitting, who should be starting for some of these teams here. We continue the Lombardi line. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it was another profitable week for VSEN pros. Have you signed up? Are you part of the team? What are you waiting for? VSEN.com slash subscribe. You get pro tools, including the betting splits, which is worth the money. You get the pro picks at a glance, and you get pro tips. As a matter of fact, we were just talking. Remember, you get 20 a day here, not just on the Lombardi line, but across VEASAN as far as pro tips. And Thomas Gable dispelling the myth about traps, that book set. Perfect. That's a pro tip. You get them all. Just sign up. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's 175 bucks through the Super Bowl. But like I told you, I keep on getting responses from VEASAN pros that they're making money. And they had another profitable day yesterday on Sunday. So sign up. We got you back here. Big news out of Atlanta, a team that surprisingly is 2-2. Two and two. Uh, but they ran the ball 35 times yesterday. Admittedly, it wasn't Patterson running it. He just had nine attempts, but he goes to the IR. That is huge news 
and Patterson has been just a wonder switching positions there in Atlanta. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, I, I loved Atlanta in this game, and I got scared. I got I backed off of it because of the, the news of Patterson, and I didn't think there would be enough offense with Patterson removed. Remember, my big belief is the back makes the spread, and Patterson made the spread, to me, really effective. So uh, I think this is going to be hard, but I give Arthur Smith credit. I think Arthur Smith has done a wonderful job. His team's 2-2. Two and two. I don't think they're that talented. They've got a couple good skill players, but he's been able to find a way to win two games. He could easily be 3-1. and one. I think he's really done a nice job of calling games, of using his assets. I mean, yesterday he beats a team that's better than him, and he only gets seven completions out of Marcus Mariota. Now, you've got to be concerned moving forward about Mariota. Is, is he healthy? Can he stay? He's not a physical guy. And the longer the year goes, is this the sign of wear and tear in his hits. body? He yeah, took a is lot this of big kind hits of yesterday. Yeah, so that what that worries me as we move forward. I mean, they've got to go down to Tampa next week and and take on a very angry Buck team that that'll be prepared. And without Patterson, I don't think with a week to prepare, they're the same team. Whatever this line is today, whatever this line is today, expect it to move a point or two in the coming days before Sunday. I think it's a tremendous point by you. A couple, uh, one Atlanta being two and two. Credit to the head coach. They, they're a fun team to watch. Surprisingly, I've really found myself watching a, a lot of Atlanta. Mariota only 19 attempts, but he's played well prior to yesterday. He got hit a lot. They can run the ball with that scheme. Let's go to what you're just discussing. Atlanta is at Tampa Bay. You want to go ahead and take a stab at the number? I, I got to think the number's nine. You're very close. It's sitting eight. We're anywhere between seven and a half to eight and a half with Tampa Bay Lane at hosting Atlanta. And I would say this, I think it'll end up getting, getting to 10 before the weekend. I think people are going to see this as Brady's upset perception. Again, Brady's upset. They played poorly. They got another home game. You know, they know Dean peace. They'll attack them and they'll have time. And without Patterson, it really makes it harder for them. I could see this game getting away from Atlanta pretty quickly, and I could see this line getting close to double digits. Patterson's just a huge loss because that offense huge loss, been, great I mean, player. It's a, a, a tremendous player to switch a position like he's that. He's one of at my favorite level. players this year. He's one of my favorite players this year. I mean, I love him. I, I, you know, and that's what that's what scared me about giving out Atlanta as a play yesterday because of that, and he dressed. But as we said on our show, we didn't think he was – even if he's dressed, he's not going to be as healthy, right? 100%. Yeah, you had to worry about him being hobbled and that the actual dissemination of the runs, he – listen, they ran the ball 35 times, the Falcons, and he had nine carries. So obviously the head coach was trying to protect them a little bit there too. Moving forward, you just game plan differently without Patterson because also those swing passes out of the backfield, he's, mm-hmm. he's dynamic. They're going to miss him yep. big time, the Falcons. Okay. Yeah, no um, doubt. We're going to have our buddy uh, Mike Pritchard, who joins us on Mondays. We always look forward to talking to the former pro and VEASAN insider, Mike Pritchard. He's coming up next. He wants to start with the Cowboys and Cooper Rush. So we'll do a little quarterbacks here before we move on. It looks like Darnold and his return from the IR is not close. So what do you think Carolina does moving forward with the quarterback position? 
I mean, last year they played P.J. Walker and beat Arizona. I mean, you know, and they threw the ball against – they made plays. And now Colt McCoy was playing for the Cardinals. But, I mean, do they have a choice, Patrick? I mean, I don't, I don't think know so. what practice I, looks like. I don't know what practice looks like. But if you're Matt Rule and you're sitting there, you've got 66 completions on the year in three games. And some of those completions are when the game was out of line. I mean, you really – I mean, you could say Matt Rule's on the hot seat. Like – they could easily – you could make the argument that they should be 4-0. You could. you could. I mean, you could make that argument. They had a chance to win the Cleveland game. They get beat on a 62-yard field goal, whatever it was. They're winning that game. And, and Baker didn't play very well in that game. They come back. They lose the Giants game on the last field goal of the game. They beat the Saints. And now they lose to the Cardinals, and they're in this game 10-3 at the half. I mean – like, I know everybody wants to run rule out of there, but it isn't like they're getting beat like the Washington football team's getting beat or like the Colts are getting beat. And you say, well, Lombardi, you're shilling for your shot. Yeah, I like that rule. I'll be the first to tell you. But you, I'm taking a step back. Like, let's evaluate this. Like, you know, this is a quarterback league. And the difference between, you know, winning and losing is that fine line of how that quarterback plays. And unfortunately, every decision they've made – from Teddy Bridgewater to Sam Darnold to Baker Mayfield has gotten them progressively worse. Yeah, I mean Baker is going to force their hand if he continues to play this way. We're just we're just well, being he, he, worried he, about he, that. He, I've been saying that like week one. I I said it. You know, I, I mean, I'm like, okay, new hasn't been there a while. He's new, but I mean, Patrick, it's it's just put the ball on the receiver. Like just put it on him. The guy's wide open. Like, I was screaming dis- yesterday. Like, it was the second place of the game. He's got, like, a guy wide open, and he doesn't even throw it to him. He just, just put – I'm yelling, put it on him. I mean, Bella woke up out of a sound somber. I was yelling so loud. Well, I mean, there's no vo- there's no volume on the TV. It's True. completely dead silent in the house, and all of a sudden you got a madman <laughs> so yelling good. at the TV. It's so <laughs> good. It's the, so the, good. The dogs. It. It's hilarious. We got, we got to get one of those, um, those doorbell cameras on you while you're watching the game. Uh, we should do the Lombardi cast. I mean, yeah, Vincent should do the Lombardi cast. Yeah, I think I think that would be a hit. Uh, you know what? All kidding aside, uh, get creative management. That's a good idea. Uh, Daniel Jones. He says he's good. So this is just coming in some optimism from Daniel Jones in that quarterback situation. Um, we've commented plenty on that, so we don't need to go back to that. Let me ask you this: What will the Saints do? You know, Jameis obviously dealing with that broken back, but it's not like Dalton was the issue yesterday. He wasn't great, but they had an opportunity to win that game. I mean, but look, here's the reality. Say say Jameis is a 62, and Dalton, what is he, a 61? Like, how much difference is there between the two, right? Not much. Their offense is 32nd in yards per attempt. Now, in fairness to Dalton yesterday, in fairness to Dalton, he didn't have all his guys. Like, Callaway gets in the doghouse for some reason. I don't know what he does off the field, but he, he's really a good player. If it wasn't for him, they might not have been in the game at all. Right? Good point. So, good point. I, I think to me, like, we have this idea. This is what will be fun to talk to Pritch about. This notion that, you know, uh, you know, Jameis is significantly better than Andy Dalton and Cooper Rush is significantly worse than Baker Mayfield. Well, they are significant in the sense that Baker was the first pick overall in the draft. Can you imagine that now as we watch Baker play now? Think about that. Picked Lamar and, sat in that damn in that green room for 31 more picks, and Baker was already celebrating. He was already on the jet flying to Cleveland. 
Think about because that now. Lamar, Noodle over that for a while. Lamar Jackson, because Lamar Jackson is a wide receiver. Don't you know? That's, what are you talking see, about? That's right. Again, He's going to win two MVPs. This is what we talk about. The, per, the perception of all this just drives the narrative. The commanders might have a decision at quarterback because they can't protect the quarterback. Heineke and Howell are more mobile. I mean, this is getting seriously ugly in Washington. I mean, look, I know he was at the game yesterday, but if this was the old Dan Snyder, I mean, look, he fired Marty Schottenheimer and he was 8-8. Eight and eight. I mean, you know, I mean, this guy is like, like I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe the league's told him no more firings. I don't know what the deal is. They're a bad football team. I mean, Thomas has them as the worst team in his power rankings. I don't. I add them slightly above the Colts, but I have them down there. You still love the Lions. Hey, by the way, when you, when you were out last Monday, I kept joking with Pritch that his boy was Cooper Rush, and he was getting bitter about it. And Stephen Bond just told me that Pritch wants to open his segment. We can go ahead and show Pritch getting ready there, Mr. Buff. He wants yeah. to open his segment talking about the Cowboys and Cooper Rush. Hey, I'll take Good Cooper Rush. Right right now, Cooper Rush or Jared Goff. What's the difference? Not much, Michael. Yeah, well, I mean, Jared Goff, give him credit now. He's played good. He has played good. <laughs> no, I mean, his numbers you know, just. Okay. 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 To be fair, he has played well. Hawkinson played great. went absolutely nuts with the yak yesterday. Oh, my God. That was a fun game. That was no defense. It was fun. Fun game. There he is right in the middle. Mike Pritchard, he joins us. He just came back from doing Tybo or whatever he does to stay in shape at that age. We're back. It's Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, VSIN's NHL season prep guide is out. Make sure you check it out. We got a lot of people writing in saying, I want to bet hockey. I don't know how to bet hockey. Well, we're going to help you. Three things every new NHL better should know. We've got all 32 teams preview, rookies to watch, best bet for player awards. Andy McNeil does a great job with the team putting together the prep guide for the NHL season. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe to check it out. I, I don't know what it is about this show. I got the giggles on this show today. Lombardi and Malika <sighs> got me fooling as we welcome you back. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to take a deep dive with vsin NFL insider and overall great guy, Mike Pritchard, of course, eight, nine-year vet in the league. And what's interesting to me is, as we say hi to Pritch. What's interesting to me is Stephen Bond got in my ear and said, Pritch wants to start with Cooper Rush. When I was calling Cooper Rush your boy last week, you were getting all bitter, Pritch. What's this about Cooper Rush you want to talk about? Well, I wasn't getting bitter. I was just suggesting that he wasn't my boy to that level. But he's getting there. He's getting there, though, right? Uh, it's great to be with you guys, though. No, I, I'm just curious about uh, Michael's evaluation of Cooper because here's a guy that's seizing his opportunity, right? And, and I correlate that with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, back-to-back -back weeks, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on a national stage to, I guess, insert the thought process to a GM or to an executive out there that he can be a, your quarterback uh, moving forward. And uh, I, I hope that he's able to seize that opportunity, much like Cooper Rush has. And I'm just curious of your thoughts on how Cooper Rush has played and, and, and maybe uh, could there be a possibility that some teams could be thinking about Cooper Rush in their future? Well, I think you have to, right? So to me, I think Cooper Rush is symbolic of let's forget about where they get drafted. 
let's forget about how much they get paid and let's just watch them mm-hmm. and let's grade let's eye test them not let's let's go to some, some analytical data standpoint let's just watch them and, and watch how dallas has managed the game parcells told me this many many years ago that Every most quarterbacks, most, and and I would say when the league was twenty eight, he probably was talking about twenty four, but now that it's thirty two, I'm sure he would probably say twenty five of the starting quarterbacks in the league have to be managed correctly. That means doing what they can do effectively and not playing outside their comfort zone. And I don't think all the teams do that. I think we have too many play callers that just want to gain yards and call plays and don't really care about protecting the quarterback. And I think McCarthy, for all the criticism he's taken, he should stand up and be applauded for how he's coached this team the last three weeks with Cooper Rush, and he's made Cooper Rush a lot of money. Let's play a game, Pritch. Throughout your career, you played with many quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Let's name the quarterbacks and the first thing that comes to mind when you think about that quarterback. And maybe we can pull something from this. You played with John Elway. Right. What did you take away from Elway? Oh, just the ultimate competitor, uh, pro, uh, attention to detail, elevated the game, elevated my game, elevated everybody's game. Uh, So much to wrap up with Elway right there. I mean, he did so much. Uh, And he could compensate, too. Like, if, if there was something wrong out there, Elway was a playmaker at the quarterback position. So uh, it's just an incredible Hall of Famer. Yeah, Give me another I quarterback. Mean, um, uh, I, I mean, Do you want somebody? So John Kitna. That, that's what I was thinking about uh, Cooper Rush. So I played with John yeah. Kitna uh, with Mike Holmgren, who we, we won a division with Kitna and lost in the playoffs to Miami and Dan Marino. But then Kitna became one of those type of quarterbacks in, in which across the league, whether it was Cincinnati or eventually Dallas, in which you know he became that starting quarterback. But he was a guy that people never thought of uh, in terms of being a starting yep. quarterback. Hasselbeck, uh, when he got to Seattle too, it's it's just one of those situations where where you can find a guy like that and elevate, or he can elevate themselves. And I I kind of just see that with Cooper Rush developing right now. I do too, Mike. And I think you make a great point. Mark Brunel, mm-hmm. you know, a fifth round pick out of the Packers, he gets traded to Jacksonville. You know, and he goes down there and has a great career. I think, to me, all of them need to be managed. And the problem is is some t- some teams just don't know how to manage them. Like, they just don't understand how to handle it. Like yesterday, the Washington-Dallas game. Like, why are you putting the ball in, in Carson Wentz's hands 42 times when you're actually running the football effectively? Hey, Pritch. Yes, sir. You were all over the Vegas. You not only – work for us here at VEASAN, but you cover the Raiders as well. Mm-hmm. What did you take away? We've got Denver, Javante Williams. You can comment on that. He's out for the year. Terrible news for the running back there in Denver. But we've got Denver but with a quick turnaround. What Michael mentioned was this is going to be a tough Thursday night game for Denver because that was a physical game with the Raiders and right. the Broncos yesterday. Yeah, we talked about this before. Like, tissue does not sharpen tissue, right? Uh, yeah. And that's what Denver is going through. They are a soft football team. Uh, and, and that's sad to say about what's going on out there in Denver. No identity. Uh, it's unfortunate that Javante Williams got hurt. Uh, he's not an elusive running back, and, and I think that's just uh, uh, unfortunate. You know, when you're on this level and you cannot elude people, um, your career is not going to last that long. It's just the, the state of affairs here in the National Football League at the running back position. you, you got to make people miss. you, you got to uh, be elusive if you can. Um, but it's unfortunate with the injury. But I, I just don't know how... Denver is going to forge out an identity and certainly um, get rid of the thought process for other teams that they're soft. 
I mean, look at the perimeter and, and how soft those receivers are in terms of the pa- uh, the running game and, and how they don't want to mix it up. I, I think uh, Denver is fooling themselves if they believe that Russell Wilson is going to solve all their problems. I thought they were overhyped, uh, and certainly that's coming to fruition right now. Yeah, I think that's a great call, Mike. I mean, and I think it affects them defensively yeah. too, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, even though they've got a lot of good, talented players on defense, it's how do you bring this team together? And you're right. I mean, there has to be a mental toughness to a team to endure and fight. And when you when you go 0-3 to start the season and you you really your team responds, you're building mental toughness tissue. And I, I haven't seen that with – really, I haven't seen that with Denver. And I see – that saw that tissue on tissue. I think it's resulting in injuries. I really do. Yeah, yeah, good call right there. I believe that as well. And so, Patrick, to your point, I mean, physical game against San Francisco, a physical game uh, against the Raiders, and now you go home on a short week. Uh, it, it, they don't believe in each other too. Melvin Gordon now is the starting running back, and uh, he has a fumbling problem. It's it's yeah. living rent free in his head right now in terms of dropping a rock there on the floor. So I, I don't know where the confidence is going to come from in the locker room. I think Russell Wilson has also elevated himself out of that locker room uh, to where there's a bunch of individuals in there. So I don't know how they put it together uh, on a short week. Now, the Colts, uh, for whatever reason, they can't run the football, and that's their trademark. I mean, that's something that they desperately have to do and and fix right now. I I don't know how they do that in in a short period of time, too. So you have two struggling teams uh, on on a short week uh, getting after it on Thursday night. Well, I do have news for you on the Colts who head to the Broncos on Thursday. Pritch and Michael Lombardi test on Jonathan Taylor's ankle were negative. He may play Thursday versus the Broncos. Michael, he had 20 rushes for 42 yards against the Titans. I mean, I don't know why, you, you know, he's an elite player. Like, I know we need a win, but I don't want to hurt my elite player. And we got to find other ways to move the football. It's going to be a really challenge because the one thing Denver can do is Denver can rush the passer. I think credit, you know, the Raiders' weakness offensively is in their offensive line. I don't think that's too hard to determine. But yesterday, Bradley Chubb did not have a tackle. He had an assist on a tackle, didn't have a sack. Randy Gregory had one tackle and one assist, and he had two quarterback hits. So if you're going to beat Denver and you're going to move the ball on Denver like the Raiders did, you got to block that front. And that's going to be a challenge, and I'm not sure – that Taylor's going to have to be able to deal with it. You know, DJ Jones, I thought, was elite yesterday. He was elite. I mean, they got three pro bowlers in that defensive front in Denver. I think you need a healthy player against them, not an injured one. That's interesting, Pritch. You see the number on Thursday night, Mm -hmm. so I'll just give it to you right now. That number jumped from, you know, a a two-and-a-half, three-opener up to three-and-a-half with Denver laying it. Yeah, I mean, I think – uh, when we think about the Colts, they haven't played well on the road. Uh, they start the season uh, with two losses on the road, and they can't run the ball at home now. I mean, they got the win against KC, and uh, maybe that was just the fact that they return home. And uh, certainly, I think Kansas City made a lot of mistakes in that game as well, though. Uh, but here you go, back out on the road, uh, and which you, you have issues uh, and with, you, with what you want to do, and that's running a football, right? I mean, uh, I, it's so hard to fix that uh, when you're going to walk through today and tomorrow and then fly out to Denver. So uh, I, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know if Frank Reich is capable of lighting a fire under these guys because that's the thing about rushing the football. It's, it's about moving people against their will, but you have to have the willingness and you certainly have to have the mindset and the attitude to do that. Last year, the Colts had it. This year so far to date, I haven't seen evidence of that. 
Yeah, you know, it's shocking. I agree, Mike. I thought the Colts were a tough team. One thing I liked about Frank Wright is I thought he was a tough guy. I thought he was a classic offensive coach, but he had toughness to him. I think that the concern you always have when you hire an offensive coach as your head coach is how tough is he. Now, I think Mike Holmgren was a tough guy. You know, I think Mike Holmgren was a tough guy. I think Bill Walsh was a tough guy. But some of these offensive coaches, I don't get the sense that they are tough guys. I think they're placators. And, and, And that's what worries you a little bit about this. You know, that's when Pritch would know Holmgren with the personal knowledge there. But what's fascinating about Thursday night, two teams with an identity crisis, the Colts and the Broncos. It'll be very interesting to see which one, as you guys talked about, is the tougher team. When we come back, get the syndicate on the phone, Pritch. We need a pick for Monday night. You've got an NFC West battle with the Rams and 49ers. More with Mike Pritchard next here at Lombardi Line. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a bet at BetMGM, you get points. You can use those points for free bets, for dining, for hotel rooms, for food. It's the best premier loyalty program in the business as far as points. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. We got you back here at Lombardi Line. I'm going fast because I want to get our time in here with Mike Pritchard. He joins us doing a deep dive. We love Pritch on Mondays here on the Lombardi line. We were just talking about your alma mater. Mm-hmm. So changes made in college football, just quickly, Paul Christ out at Wisconsin, Carl Durrell out at Colorado, Colorado used to be a program that mattered Pritch and Michael, you know, this better than anybody. If you're a young kid right now, you think Colorado is just the bottom of your shoe. That's not, this, this is a program with some history, Pritch, your coach is gone. Yeah, I mean, it's never good to fire a head coach. Uh, we all know that. Uh, but to start, I, I think it's all for the optics. You, you know, you're, you're trying to appease boosters, supporters of the program uh, because you still need to do that. I think if you're an athletic director, we know about the media rights. We know about all the money uh, that these conferences are receiving. 
but everybody's on uh, the same playing field uh, when it comes to divvying up uh, that money, right? And so what's going to separate you as a program is your boosters, is the support, you know, NIL, right? All that. So uh, CU's reorganizing, I believe. I, I believe we're going to develop the right mindset to compete that way, but the knee-jerk reaction right now is to fire a coach and put an interim head coach in there, but it doesn't help the program, right? Mike Sanford steps in. He's never been a head coach before. Uh, he's been an offensive coordinator. Hell, he was up at Minnesota uh, as an OC. He leaves there, comes to see you, and Minnesota gets better at on offense. So <laughs> there you go with, with my school right now. So, I mean, I, I know a lot of kids are trying to redshirt so they don't burn a year so they can transfer out of there, which is also uh, never a good thing. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a once-proud era uh, for CU football. Hopefully we can get it back, though. Yeah, I mean, I yep. loved it when – when Continental Airline was in play, Mike knows this, <laughs> yeah. the, the head of Continental Airline basically funded the program up there, and that's when uh, Bill McCartney was going into Los Angeles, and guys like Mike Pritchard and Biennemi and uh, Christian Fourier, and, you know, they had uh, Chad – uh, Chad Brown. I mean, you go in there and your list of players to scout for pro football was a mile long. And somehow they lost it, you know, because it's too good of a school. They fired the last coach who actually, Mike McIntyre, had it going a little bit. Then it fell off. And as soon as it fell off, they got rid of him. And then it got worse with Carl. Yeah. I We've got to get to Monday night, and we'll do that in just a little bit. But quickly wanted to ask you about Harbaugh and his decision. Michael, I was telling Pritch this during the break. It's interesting how John John Harbaugh hides behind his players because what does he say, Pritch? He said, I asked the players. They wanted to go for it. No player in the history of the planet has ever said, no, let's settle for points here, coach. Right, Pritch? It's kind of a weird tactic by Harbaugh there. It really is uh, because he has that one famous moment with Lamar Jackson in terms of do you want to go for it? And we all saw that on TV play out. And, and of course, Lamar says yes, and they go for it and they get it. Uh, but, you know, Coach Harbaugh, I, I don't know why he would want to hide behind a decision. You know, he's he's long tenured uh, as a head coach there in Baltimore, uh, other than the fact that you relinquish leads in that fourth quarter and uh, you see things happening throughout a football game, the theme of it anyway, uh, you still got to make a sound uh, authoritative decision, right? Uh, and, and to me, kicking the field goal and playing defense right there could have been beneficial uh, for you right there. You know, Lamar got to the player late in the back of the end zone. If he would have saw him early on, maybe that's a touchdown. That's what they're saying today uh, as they watch the tape, right? Uh, get there a little earlier or earlier, and uh, maybe we convert and we get a touchdown right there. But uh, to me, the decision should have taken the points. Uh, you're at home. Uh, Buffalo, we all know them to kind of panic uh, in situations where they have to get a score. And uh, I, I think you apply pressure to the road team uh, at home if you put points on the board right there. I couldn't I couldn't agree more, Mike. I mean, look, we saw them. They lost to Tennessee in Tennessee that way. Mm -hmm. Exactly the same situation, right. you know. And, 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 and the other thing I think that adds another layer to it is the fact that the weather. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, the ball's slippery. Who knows? You know? I mean, the ball could get snapped over the quarterback's head. You don't want that. Not that you think it's going to, but it could. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you give your team a better chance to win than you bring it down to one play because I think – I think the one thing about Buffalo's offense is it's it's not it's immune to field position. Like even though they had if they would have had the ball at the two, they would have moved it out of there. There was no denying that he would have run four plays and gotten twenty yards. All right. 
Okay, boys, let's do it. NFC West showdown rematch of the NFC championship game from last year. You got the two and one Rams. You got the one and two 49ers. Pritch, I'm going to start with you here. Interesting. We've seen the total come all the way down to 42 and a half. The Niners are three and zero to the under this year, but the spread. So circa where you're sitting, Pritch just went to two and a half. Mm -hmm. Mostly everybody else is sitting two with San Francisco laying it. What do you got on the Rams 49ers, Pritch? Well, it was one and a half, and it's certainly attractive right there if you were able to get that from San Francisco uh, at home uh, against the Rams team on the road. We saw the Rams first time on the road last week uh, against uh, the Cardinals. So you go into division again on the road, and, and it's like we know there's some issues with the Rams. So offensively, the offensive line is completely, not completely, uh, almost completely different than it was when they won the Super Bowl. Uh, Matthew Stafford with the elbow situation. They can't run the football either. Uh, so the matchup, to me, suggests that at home, San Francisco and that defensive front uh, can get after and apply pressure there uh, on that offense. I, I like the fact that as I get more involved with betting here, guys, uh, that I figure out that the opening number or certainly some of the numbers that you see early on, uh, a lot of factors are baked into that for the books, right? Uh, so you're seeing a spread of, of this game right around two uh, it was one and a half. To me, that was where you, you kind of take that bet uh, with San Francisco at home. It's, it's doable, in my opinion, I think another week of preparation for Garoppolo uh, and this playbook uh, that he's familiar with uh, is going to help as well. Because that Rams team is, is just different than they were uh, earlier this year when they won the Super Bowl. I, I agree. I think, look, the Rams' cha challenge is to block this front. This is mm -hmm. the best front they're going to see. This is the fastest defense in the National Football League. They're hard to run the ball on, and the Rams are not a great run team. They only average 3.4 yards per carry, and they're going to put pressure. I mean, Stafford's been sacked nine times in three games. He's turned the ball over quite a bit, and I think the Niners, I could see the speed. I could see why the unders trickled down because I think both teams will be conservative. With Trent Williams out at left tackle worries you in this game because they don't really have anybody that's going to be able to handle the left side of their line. So, But I do. I like San Francisco. I think it'll be a close game. But I think this, the Niners, their backs are to the wall a little bit. They've got to come out and bite. I, I have a question for both of you. So obviously, Internet sleuths were taking advantage of some close-ups on Jimmy G in that Sunday night game against Denver. And some were saying he was bitching about Kyle Shanahan and his play calling. Pritch, it is an awkward situation with Shanahan and Garoppolo. Remember, he didn't even get a playbook in the summer because they were trying to get rid of him, and now he's the starter. Do you think maybe there's some, I don't know, awkward friction between Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan here? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a possibility uh, because Kyle wanted to move on from Jimmy G so he can expand his playbook uh, with Trey Lance. You know, you get to the six eligibles. You can't really do that with design runs and, and that kind of creativity, if you will, with Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I think in a passing game, too, Kyle feels like he's limited uh, calling certain plays with Jimmy Garoppolo because he's not uh, going to make those type of plays, right? And so I think from a play-calling standpoint, he doesn't have that full trust in Jimmy Garoppolo. And now I, I think it's on the same side here with Jimmy G. And uh, But to me, it goes back to what I mentioned before with Cooper, Cooper Rush. If you're Garoppolo, don't worry about San Francisco. I mean, obviously you want to help this team win, and if you get to a Super Bowl, that's great. But your future and where you are as a starting quarterback or perhaps a franchise quarterback even uh, is depending on how you perform. Uh, so you got to perform the plays that are called and executed. Certainly you would like to confer and talk to Kyle and say, look, this is what I'm comfortable with and this is what I like. Uh, but that's, that's something that happens behind the scenes. you got to politic 
uh, for that a little bit. But Jimmy G in that performance, uh, he has to step it up tonight, in my opinion. I, I agree. I think he does. And I think he's got – you're right. I mean, he's playing for a future contract. Yeah. And he's got to block it all out. They've got to run the football, and they've got to turn this ball. They can't be the team that turns it over. You couldn't help yourself, Pritch. You brought it back to Cooper Rush, just where we started this segment, <laughs> right. just where we started. I, I, owe okay, him, I, I owe him the fact that I got educated about Culver's when I went there and called a game uh, with uh, the Chippewas up there in central Michigan. First time diving into a Culver's. Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Right. Fire up chips. We used to use a fake ID and get into the casinos up there when I was growing up. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we get out of here, Pritch, is, Pritch, Pritch made a great point, Michael, about that line movement. I mean, we're seeing a two and a half this morning. It was sitting one and a half. So San Francisco, even though the betting at BetMGM is on the Rams, San Francisco number going up. Yeah, I mean, I love this 49er defense. They're fast. They're athletic. Uh, you know, they they play well. I think D'Amico Ryans has done a great job of of taking over for Robert Salai and 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 expanding the defense. They're not complicated, but they're they gain the line of scrimmage, and they'll put pressure on Stafford tonight for sure. Not an official play, Pritch, but what way are you lean in here, San Francisco? San Francisco, yeah, absolutely. Okay, Mike Pritchard, thank you. We'll talk to you next Monday. Uh, thank, thank you, you so much, Pritch. Thank you. Appreciate you Thanks, guys. Thanks, Michael Rich. Lombardi. Thank you, Michael. thank you as well. Enjoy the game tonight with no volume. Thank you. All right, no volume, <laughs> Big Bets is coming up next with David Amal. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.